Good morning, good afternoon or good evening, depending on when you're seeing this edition of Hypnosis Week. My name by birth is Alex Williams-Smith, but I'm better known to many of you as the British bad boy of hypnosis. Jonathan Royal of MagicalGuru.com, that's enough about me. It's another week, it's another edition of Hypnosis Week, and I am delighted to be able to welcome to the show author of the book Practical Law Context. Oh, the top one little area of your screen's a bit fuzzy because the lighting where your lamp is. I don't know, but where you are is perfect. Put it in front of your face a second, Victoria. Oh, you know what? I it's because I did this little video settings here. It said to blur my background, so I'm actually going to unblur that's it. it. Unblur. That? That's better because that way. Show your book again now, please. There that's we go. Oh, that's why. Okay, there we now go. Now you can see the book. Okay. Now there's tons of books on law of attraction out there. Some are good. Some are reasonable. Some are absolutely shite. Um, <laughs> there are thousands of them, literally on Amazon. But if you go and look, tap in practical law of attraction, Victoria Marie Gallagher, and you will see that she's already massively right in the top five. Uh, <laughs> So that tells you something. People are buying this. The feedback on it as well will tell you even more. Um, the best feedback I've had personally, and we'll let you into a secret, is uh, from someone else I've interviewed, uh, namely Richard Nongard, who Victoria has written a foreword to Richard's book on Law of Attraction, and he says it's a must-buy book. And you'll know if you watch the interview with Richard Nongard uh, that – what he says you should listen to. So I'm saying go and get the book, basically. And we've not even done the interview yet. <laughs> but, um, before I ask Victoria the first question, thanks for being here. Thanks for agreeing to do this, Victoria. Uh, oh, Victoria thanks for having me. It's not just a law of attraction expert, law. You see, she's also a hypnotherapy, uh, hypnotherapist and knows all about that. And in particular, was one of the very, very first people who, like myself and Richard Nongard, actually, and a few others, but there were very few back, back in the day, actually realised the potential of the internet and set up Hypnot, get a new set of teeth, hiptalk.com, H-Y-P-T-A-L-K.com, one of the longest established sites on the internet. So... You know, the first question, obviously, is how did you get to where you are now? At one time, you weren't a hypnotherapist. At one time, you weren't a law of attraction expert. How did you arrive here? What's your journey? What's your story? Thank you. Well, thank you for asking me. Thanks for having me on the show. And thank you for that wonderful introduction. It's really a pleasure to be here and to get to talk to you and get to talk to your audience. So, yeah, there was a time when I didn't know anything about this stuff. And, you know, my journey kind of started, a, you know, there's there's two little starts. Um, first was when I was 18 and my mom bought me this book called um, Total Self-Confidence. And that was my first exposure to hypnosis is in this book when I was reading it, I was 18 and there was a lot of 
little homework and close your eye techniques and and all of that. And so fast forward, you know, I got a lot out of that book and the things were were working, but you know, I was 18 and life happens and you get involved and you go on, you know, your journey. And so I went on my journey and I found myself in a situation where I was a stockbroker working for one of the most prestigious firms on Wall Street and I really had it all going for me. I had a house. I had a husband. I had a great car. I had a great job, but I was just not satisfied inside at all. And so I started taking some personal development courses. Um, I took this weekend four-day seminar, and during the seminar, again, we we did a lot of these closed eye techniques. And during these closed eye techniques, um, I just discovered so much about myself and we were doing visualization and meditation and, and I just wanted the whole world to experience what I had just experienced at the seminar. And so I, you know, I, I decided that I wanted to put together, you know, I, I, I decided I wanted to put together my own recordings that would give people that kind of experience in the comfort of their own home. And so I um, became a hypnotherapist. I found a a school and I I took the the classes and before you know it I was starting my own office I was starting my own private practice and um, one thing led to another and my uh, my boss where I was the um, uh, where I was a financial consultant found out what I was doing and said you've got to make a decision and he gave me an ultimatum and this was at a time when I wasn't making any money yet, I was spending more money than I was making. And he gave me an ultimatum. And here I was, you know, making about a six figure year income and feeling pretty comfortable with that. And, uh, (laughs) um, you know, and, uh, and, but I had already gone so far into building this office and 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 getting yellow pages ads. That's how long ago that was. It was the yellow pages and uh, doing all of those things that I just said, you know, I'm gonna throw all caution to the wind and i'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And I made the leap, and I never looked back. and that was nineteen ninety nine. Wow. And I mean, Literally, was it 99 when hiptalk.com went live? Exactly. That's when hiptalk went live. And, you know, before even, um, you know, before hiptalk and and before the hypnosis, I had started reading a few books that were by like Shakti Gawain, Creative Visualization, Deepak Chopra. Um, you know, these were a lot of the people that I was reading about. And in these books, you know, they would somewhat talk about law of attraction, oh, and think and grow rich and a, a few of those types of books. And so when I was making my hypnosis recordings, first of all, I thought all hypnotherapists knew this information, knew that that, you know, that you attract what you focus on, that you attract what you think about. But then 
I started to realize there were a lot of different hypno, there were a lot of hypnotherapy CDs ever out there that would talk about lose weight, stop smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would put the, those ideas in your head about the thing that you don't want. And I knew pretty early on that if you're going to put those things in your, in your sessions, people are not going to get the results that you want. I'm sorry, I'm smiling because your your lovely cat's just gently come in and gone behind the couch. <laughs> Is that Excellent. Velvet? Excellent. <laughs> you know, and and uh, and I started thinking and talking about um, you know magnetizing and the energy and the vibration and and feeling good and and all of that. And so I just kind of knew I was just sort of naturally writing about things that had to do with law of attraction early on in my hypnosis uh, script writing. It wasn't very conventional. It wasn't the way that most people were writing their hypnosis scripts. It was a little bit, but it was getting great feedback and great results. And people were writing uh, great reviews and telling me what a great experience they were having with my hypnosis programs and so fast forward to when the secret came out um back you know in 2005 and i had already had you know a lot of success with my sort of law of attraction oriented hypnosis programs but i wasn't calling them law of attraction i wasn't talking about magnetism i wasn't talking about um any of the things but now now this movie came out and it's just like it gave me some validation and it gave me the like it it just created it just opened the door where I could actually call my stuff law of attraction. I could start promoting myself as law of attraction because now people actually knew what it was. <laughs> Whereas well, before well, that they it, would think you're crazy. Or they thought they knew what it was. They thought they knew what yeah. it was, but yeah. The- I'm going to ask you one or two things as we go along. Initially, when I asked, them, might sound like I'm being really negative. Okay. And I'm doing it on purpose for the benefit of the people at home who may have those questions in mind. Sure. For example, you mentioned Think and Grow Rich. So Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, sold millions upon millions of copies in the world. Yeah. And there are, I'm not saying all of them, because obviously contents of books are only as good as A, understanding them and B, putting them into practice. And a lot of people just don't put things into practice. But I'm sure there's a lot of people who did buy that book, put stuff into practice, and yet they are still what they would equate as poor. Yeah. In the same way as millions upon millions of copies of The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, the top of my head, have sold. Um, And we can only assume the majority of people actually did take some form of action. And yet, for the majority of them, it won't have worked. Yeah. Why do you think that is? The reason why, so first of all, in my book, you mentioned earlier practical law of attraction, and you also mentioned the word practice, putting it into practice. 
I go over eight manifesting conditions that all need to be in alignment in order for any of this stuff to really work. And being having a hypnotherapy background, one of the things that we do in hypnosis is we reprogram the subconscious mind, which is for those who aren't familiar, that's where most of your conditioning and the way the patterns of thinking and your patterns of behavior and beliefs and all of that stuff is stored. So you can say affirmations and and create, um, you know, your vision boards until the cows come home, but nothing is going to change until you have your subconscious mind on board, your beliefs, your deep inner, inner beliefs. And so that beliefs is one of those eight manifesting conditions. Um, you know, having a, you know, a, a, a desire, which they do talk about in, in Think and Grow Rich, but having a, a desire that is focused on what you do want. So many times people know what they don't want, what they're trying to get away from, but you have to know what it is that you do want. Whenever you start to think about, oh, I don't want to be poor anymore. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be fat. I don't want this. Well, what do you want instead? And so you have to start and then you have to, you know, we have like 70,000, 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. And most of those thoughts are unconscious. And most of those thoughts also are repetitive. The same thoughts we thought yesterday and the day before and the day before. And if you continue to, you know, get up every morning, do the exact same thing, brush your teeth the same way, brush your hair the same way, get out on the of bed on the exact same side of the bed, um, eat the same thing, drive to work in your exact same car in the exact same way that you drove for the last 10 years, do the exact same monotonous things that you do every single day at work, um, you know, it, which is all driven by how you're thinking, and then, you know, uh, eat the same things, hang out with the same people, have the same conversations, come home, race home, have the same thing for dinner, have the same thing, <laughs> watch the same thing on TV, all of these habits that, that we have that are born out of our thoughts are going to create the same person. You are the same person if you continue to do those same habits and, and think the exact same ways every day. So That's we it, like NLP, if you keep if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, no one ever really breaks it down quite like that. And, you know, and actually thinks about it, like every single step of every day. Am I what am I doing that is that is different that is going to create this new reality? If you don't do anything to grow your see in you have to grow yourself. That's what this is all about is growing yourself into the person who is in alignment with that thing out there that that you want. So why it doesn't work is because we don't change the way that uh, we're thinking. We we don't change the way that we're feeling. We don't change what we believe. We're not necessarily taking action, and we're not listening to our intuition. Our intuition is such an amazing field of ideas and and hunches and 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 information on what you might need to do, but we don't listen to it. And so we have to be able to you know 
be willing to take a risk and and do something and be be different in order to have something different that you want. Cool. Well, that definitely explains, and I, I agree with you entirely there, uh, as to why the books haven't worked for people, albeit that some of the books, some of the way they're written uh, as well, I think are just unnecessarily grandiose, like the person's going to have sharing something with you that's so special and secretive and uh, magical <laughs> and mystical. And great, that worked wonderful for a marketing plan for The Secret. But I think it detracted from people, some of the people reading it, actually truly having deep down belief and credibility in it. Would you? Whereas I, I believe from um, the, the way you've written your book is far more down to earth. You know, it is. And here was the thing that I I knew that this was going to be a special book when I was writing it. And I knew a lot of people were going to read it. And I knew that a lot of people were out there, you know, that, that are very skeptical about law of attraction. And there and and I really actually wrote this book for that audience just to cover my basis, because you want to you want to cover as many audiences as possible when you're when you're writing and and so if I could cover if I could answer and address the question of the skeptical listener the skeptical reader then of course the person who already buys into this stuff is just going to be that much further along Mm -hmm. so I had it just seemed like every time I would write anything or create uh, an exercise or or any you know any anything that I was writing that like well, how, you know, how do you do that? Or how do you know that that's true? Or I would just have these questions. And so I would have to dig in a little deeper and and answer that and explain that and give people some practical information that they could use rather than I just I it drives me nuts to read how to books, but they don't give you really the how to they just sort of explain kind of leave you where they just expect you to just buy into this and believe that and I just didn't want to leave people hanging so that way exercises in your book the kind of I don't know how to phrase this I'm going to say this might not be what I mean but the way I'm going to uh, ask it is have you got short term likely to get quick result exercises that will show people that, wow, if I do that, this outcome can occur. So now I can have more belief in doing the more complex version, if you like, to get the bigger things in life. Right. So I have exercises in the book at each uh, condition, especially. So each condition is a is a chapter in a section called the eight manifesting conditions. And so each one is designed to, you know, to help you to understand how that condition is is part of the whole overall process of getting the results, getting the desired uh, results that you want. Um, it's not set up really, to be to be honest, uh, so many people with law of attraction associate this word short term, like, you know, uh, quick, fast. Uh, <laughs> and so I sort of dispel that, you know, that 
you know, it can take, I mean, my philosophy is that manifesting happens when the moment you're, you're in alignment with all eight conditions. So to get into alignment might take a day <laughs> in, in a certain circumstance, or it might, I mean, if you want to manifest and in manifesting, if you think about the, the term manifesting, manifesting is simply to create something that didn't, you know, that you didn't have before. It's really to create something that you didn't. So you can get in alignment with having uh, gas in your car, right? <laughs> Something very mundane and very simple. You can manifest that. And you, you know, you, you have the desire to have that. You're thinking along the line, right lines of, of having that. You're imagining that. You're, um, you believe that you can have that. All of those things are, are happening. So you're going to manifest the gas. But then there's other things that going to take you a little bit longer to manifest maybe like a million dollars that that might be something that uh that it takes a little longer for you to wrap your mind around some people have the desire for a million dollars some people just have the desire to not be poor or not be broke so they're not gonna manifest the no uh, probably because of what you said before the, if they're thinking about not being poor that's a suggestion they could be, so they're more likely to remain. But even if they were to go, I want to be rich, they haven't bought a figure on it, have they? Or, you know, if they say, I want more money, it, if they found a pound on the street the next day, it could be that they manifested that, and it's proof of law of attraction, but they don't realise such because, well, actually, by rich, they meant more than that, but they didn't put that out into the world. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. If you can manifest, if you say, I want to manifest a bag of money, well, you might find a bag that has a penny in it <laughs> or a dollar <laughs> and, and there, and you're, you have manifested that. So you do have to be, and that's part of the desire. You do have to have a very specific desire. And when I say specific though, you know, which is part of the, you know, the first manifesting condition, specific yet you also have to be willing to be detached from it. And sometimes the more specific somebody is about something, the more they are attached to it being that exact way. And so how I, you know, how I kind of um, differentiate, what's the word, I'm, the term I'm looking for, not different, distinguish. How I distinguish um, being, you know, like too specific and and being and being attached to something is the attachment usually comes in trying to know the how trying to you know to know all the details <clears throat> about how that is going to come about so for example if if you want to uh, manifest money, but it it has to come through your business, or it has to come through the uh, the lottery, or it has to come from an inheritance. Then that is getting a little bit too caught up in the how. What's more important for a person to get caught up in is the why. The more a person can get themselves to 
know what their reason is that they want this thing. And, you know, not just because you want to roll around in $100 bills. <laughs> That's probably not uh, a realistic you know, reason, but yet when people are looking at vision boards or um, these, you know, visualization uh, videos, what are they seeing? They're seeing like money falling from the sky. Well, I think, I don't know if you agree with me, but I think after all this vision board nonsense, uh, and I say nonsense in the sense of the way a lot of people put it across, because I think there's an element of dishonesty with some people who teach this stuff. Um, it's the, the truth is the person thinks that, yeah, I, I want a, this car, so I'll put it on the vision board and I want to go to this place and I want this amount of money and I want this out. But if they were to dig deeper, what they really want is what those things would make them feel like. Feel. So it, could be, it could be a sense of security, knowing that the bills are going to be paid. It could be a sense of freedom or relax because we're on holiday and that's associated it isn't necessarily the the object i don't think always it's not the object but it's the object that people think that they want but it's you know when you do like you said when you go deeper into why do you want that why we want anything is because it we think that having that is going to make us feel happy it's going to make us feel good or positive or whatever that feeling is and that's probably one of the biggest disconnects that people have to attracting what they want because they put having that as a condition to feeling the way that they would feel if they had that. And so it's a catch-22 for them because because of the fact that they don't have that and that that is standing in their way of making them feel that way it they have to be able to turn that around they have to feel that way because feeling that way is exactly yeah yeah that's on that's on the same basic you know wavelength energy vibration as that you know as that thing and so they you know you have to grow yourself into that vibration, into the being, into the person that is in alignment with where where that thing is for you. Excellent. Another thing I've noticed, obviously, if you have a completely different experience or opinion, I want to hear it. Does this sure. Because um, people are going to end up buying your book and it would be no good you saying something that isn't consistent <laughs> with your book. So I know you want to do that. I mean, that would be pointless. One thing I found along the way trying is that kind of dabbled a bit with this law of attraction stuff. And I surprised myself, and you, you'll probably laugh at this um, and think I shouldn't have surprised myself. But I used to think, oh, what a lot of winky wanky nonsense. This have an attitude of gratitude, right? And your yeah. attitude determines your altitude. And there's all these key sound bites that sometimes use that but me off personally, because I think sound bites, oh, it's like the motivational speaker nonsense where it's all about generally they're making money and the people aren't really getting help. So that's probably what got in me away. But I did start since my daughter was born, which is like 10 years and three, uh, September, October, November, December, January, 10 years and five months ago. 
looking at life entirely differently. Because one thing I'd always wanted was uh, a, a child. Mm-hmm. And I was focused. I'm sure that I probably caused my own issues that stopped that from happening right to the point I don't mind admitting because one day it'll be in my autobiography. Um, I found that I had funny swimmers. They swam, they didn't go in a straight line, they hit the wall, so to speak. So it wasn't going to happen. So I, I resigned myself to the fact it wasn't going to happen. And my, mm-hmm. and my wife had had um, issues in the past. So we just kind of accepted the fact it's not going to happen. And the moment we truly let go, yep. it happened. Yes, yes. Even when it wasn't apparently supposed to, logically, because of the medical everything, it, it did. Some might say miraculously. But the only difference was that we weren't hung up on it. We, we let let go. Does that make sense? It absolutely 100% makes sense. And mm-hmm. so that's, in a way, that's what I was talking about earlier is that that detachment, you were, you know, you had some attachment to this happening. And when you have that attachment, and you're trying hard, and all of that, it creates stress, and it creates um, anxiety. And when you know, this, this whole notion is all it you know it, it about is about feeling good and w- the feeling good that's what changes the the subconscious state the subconscious is responsible for so much of of what happens to us even in our outer world i mean it is it is what is causing us to 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 take action it's what's causing us to notice things that we wouldn't ordinarily notice the um and it, but it's also creating biological um, so it's you know it's the biology that's happening in our body and so the stress is going to be a huge block to manifesting and um and and it could could have very well the stress the anxiety could have very well been causing the erratic <laughs> response well with, yeah i mean stress most definitely is proven to be able to cause organic illness and disease so it is like, it is yeah. and so um so once you let that go you also let go of the anxiety and the stress that uh you know was creating maybe poten- potentially harmful effects on your body once you let go of that you had a chemistry biological change in the body and that you know i mean just scientifically it it uh it worked uh to to create what you wanted to create and congratulations on making that happen and and what happened then is allowing that to happen when she was born brilliant miraculous exactly i felt like I'm sure a lot of parents do, like a missing piece of being filled. Brilliant, fantastic. And I was so happy and am every day happy and I felt thankful, that sense of gratitude. Yes. And suddenly in that moment, in that context, I could accept that perhaps... There's still a lot of winky wanky arty farty crap out there, but just perhaps 
there was something sensible, sane, and credible about what had been reduced by a lot of people to sound bites of attitude of gratitude and all this kind of thing. So I started to be more thankful and try the, well, not try, that's a negative suggestion, MLQA, law of reversed effort. But I did start to experiment. Um, and over time, I then got more belief when I saw results. That's kind of what we were referring to earlier. So given a recent example, and then you explain it in more law of attraction terms, my daughter... Um, got the thing home for a school trip. So there's like, I don't know, 700, about $1,000 payable by a certain day. Not a problem. Got it in the bank, but I've got to draw it out. And I thought, sod that. I went to, I said, don't worry, I'm not paying it now online, which I could have done, but then it would have come out of the bank. I said, don't need to. I'm going to go to bed in the morning. I'll sort it in the morning. And I went to bed with the thought in my head. I just thought briefly, and in the morning, the money's going to be there. I don't care how, but it is, because worst case scenario, I don't need to worry about it, because I can always get it from the bank like I was going to do. So then I let go of it, so to speak, because I knew I couldn't fail, because it's in the bank. And lo and behold, the next morning I get up, and totally unexpectedly, I had an email from, and some may call this coincidence, but I found, as winky-wanky as it may sound, and go against the Jonathan Royal bad boy image, I found the more you let go of things, but with vision, the more you notice, if you want to call them, coincidences occur. And if the coincidence is something that's good that you want it, well, hey, keep letting the coincidences happen. <laughs> Absolutely. And there was a book in there for a show that took me to the Seychelles, which more than paid for the school trip. It paid for Christmas. It paid for all manner of stuff. So the attitude of gratitude stuff, I'm guessing that is obviously an element of one of your eight steps. What are the others? Yeah. So, well, that all falls under, under the feeling vibration. Okay. So, uh, so the eight manifesting conditions, you know, starts with uh, desire. And, and when I say starts with, I don't advocate that all of these have to happen in order. They just all need to be in alignment at the same time simultaneously. Well, so, yeah, yeah, so you might be working on, you know, you might be already taking lots of inspired action, but, you know, some one of these manifesting conditions is, is not in alignment. And so that's the one that you're going to be working on. And so there's having the uh, strong desire. There's um, having your thoughts in alignment. There's having your imagination or your what you're visualizing um, the outcome that you want. Um, there's having a the belief, the expectation that it's going to happen, having your feelings, your vibration in alignment, um, having creative attraction. And what creative attraction is, this is maybe the most woo-woo part yeah. um, <laughs> of this, but the creative attraction is basically, I, you know, if you believe in your intuition, if you believe that, um, you know, maybe you get ideas from, uh, you know, some outside source, perhaps. Um, Would that come down to like gut feeling? Your gut feeling.
feeling. Yeah. So just being in touch with that, being in tune with that, uh, that part of you. Um, I do believe that, you know, all, all of our thoughts are ultimately kind of connect interconnected, um, at some kind of, let's call it super conscious level. And so, um, you know, you're not born with, every single idea known to man, you know, you're going to receive ideas sometimes. And those ideas might come to you through a dream, through gut intuition, through uh, that, you know, so that's being connected to the creative attraction. Um, Taking inspired action versus forced action. A lot of people just force themselves, if I take this action every single day, I'm going to, you know, get these results, but it needs to come from, um, from a place of inspiration and passion. That's something that you want to do. And then finally is manifestation. And, you know, manifestation is um, the acknowledgement of what you have already manifested, being able to look at what you have, being having that gratitude, like you were talking about for what you've already uh, manifest, you know, what, what you've already created. And um, so those eight, if you if you kind of look at if you if you imagine them sort of like gears all sort of working together and if one of those gears isn't functional or is not in alignment, then it's going to kind of throw the whole thing off and cause things to slow down. And um, but when you have all of them in alignment, working together simultaneously, then that is when manifestation happens. Um, this may sound daft, but I'm thinking of the benefit of people. So they're all in place. Let's just say, assumedly they are. The thing manifests, I believe, from what I've seen around me, I think sometimes people are blind to the fact that what they wanted has actually occurred. (laughs) You know what? It's so true. It's so true. And that's why looking at the manifestation, you know, actually keeping track of all the things that you have manifested, because people will think, I've never manifested anything. You manifest stuff all the time, every day. You're just not aware that all of these these things were, you know, all the things that you have. I mean, look around you. Look at every single thing in your entire environment. Look at the friends that you have, the job that you have. You manifested all of it. Every single circumstance, everything you have, you've manifested. So it it's important and it's key to realize just how powerful we are that, um, you know, and it's just, it's not magic. That's if we could just kind of get rid of the whole notion that any of this is like, there's some, um, something, uh, you know, mystical about this. It's, it's not a mystical process. It's a very, very logical process. It just, Mm -hmm. you know, just requires a little bit of understanding of, how your brain works and 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 how your feelings work and and how how the each of these these conditions you know just how they work but they're all very they're all things we have control over they're all 
um, attributes that we that we affect each and every moment of our lives, and um, and so we just need to understand what they are, how they work, and get them into alignment toward a specific goal or achievement or manifest manifestation. Excellent. Um, so I mean, if people get your book, practical or well, not if when they take that positive step of going to Amazon and tapping in practical law of attraction and they get the book, they'll learn more about these eight steps and how to use them. And then if you take inspired action, and I get that, the the idea of having passion, because if you're not enjoying taking the act, well, if you don't take the action, nothing's going to happen. But if you're not enjoying it, you're going to likely give up. Yeah, if you're not enjoying it, then you're probably, so I believe that the action shouldn't necessarily be in order to get the thing that you want. I think the inspired action and the desire and the manifestation, I mean, it it it's it should be something that's enjoyable. You shouldn't, you know, be trying so hard to um, you know, to to get something because the trying hard that makes you feel bad. <laughs> so you you I mean it you, your actions should be things that you would enjoy doing anyway. And, um, you know, not just in order to like, I, I've just never really believed that a person should be a slave for money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, so, so you have to do something and put yourself in, in undesirable situations in order to attract money. You uh, want to be doing things that you that you love and um, and and, you know, that will be the thing that will ultimately, you know, just like the old adage goes, you know, do what you love and the money will follow. And, you know, same thing if you're looking for if you're looking for love, you're looking, you know, you shouldn't be putting yourself um, into situations like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, go and do um, you know, go watch golf or go to the horse races or, you know, this is where you're going to find men. Well, it's like, unless you really like doing those things, don't do them because you're only going to find men that enjoy doing things that you don't really enjoy doing. Yeah. So you should always be, you know, living your highest, greatest self and, and doing things that you really, really taking actions that you really, really enjoy. That way you're going to attract things to you that you really, really enjoy. And therefore being in a naturally more positive vibrational state. Exactly. Fear of almost sounding winky wanky myself. <laughs> truth is, vibrations are not winky wanky. Can everything that even a piece of wood does when it's looked under a microscope? It looks silly, but it's atoms, isn't it? Vibrating. So, you know, for people who may still be in the mindset that I more certainly was for years. There is actual credible, believable, logical explanations and science uh, behind this, not just pseudoscience, there's stuff that, you know, it makes sense when you break it down. And hopefully the way Victoria has been explaining, it makes certainly sounds less winky wanky than (laughs) get the book is what i'm saying to people now you obviously also see people uh in the context of being a hypnotherapist i do 
and a lot of people watching this will be a hypnotherapist or similar talking therapist. How do you integrate? And the reason I'm saying how do you, because I know you do, because Richard's told me and Richard Nongard and he previously, how do you integrate the law of attraction into your work with hypnotherapy, the principles with clients? It's basically the same as the concepts that I, you know, that I go over in my book. You know, I, I make sure that, um, you know, it, that I apply the conditions, the eight manifesting conditions into the, the sessions. So I usually take my clients through a questionnaire to find out um, where they're out and where they're maybe out of alignment. And so we work on that particular manifesting condition in the context of doing a, uh, a hypnotherapy session on getting them, you know, getting them into alignment on that. Um, for example, you know, if, if they are, you know, I work with a lot of people that are, um, you know, working on entrepreneurship and um, attracting more customers. So, you know, I, ex I examine, um, you know, what, what kind of thoughts are you thinking about? Are you thinking about um, that, you know, your clients never show up on time, how uh, you don't have enough clients, how um, so, well, you know, I just listen for, you know, what is it that they're complaining about when it comes to their business? And then, you know, we go in and, and we talk about, we do a little talk therapy first and we talk about what it is that they do want. When we have the script together of what it is that they do want, I feed that back to them and make, you know, um, make, make a, uh, do a hypnosis session and make a recording for them out of that. Excellent. So, I mean, the hypnosis is bypassing the critical faculty. So you're effectively the metaphor reprogramming the computer so that the suggestions they're giving themselves are framed in the manner that's consistent with the eight steps that's in your book yeah exactly exactly so if you're a therapist who why you wouldn't want to use these principles for yourself i'm not sure but if, if you didn't want to it's still worth you getting the book because there's things that you can use with your clients uh to help them and get tangible results Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I actually have had a number of hypnotherapists, uh, you know, take my book and say, wow, you know, I want to apply this in, um, you know, just, just this one thing, you know, just learning how to uh, re reframe the affirmations and, you know, just taking that. And, uh, you know, there's there's a particular way that, that we do that in the book. And um, and they they apply that into their hypnosis sessions. Affirmations, There's lots of nonsense on the market. Personally, <laughs> my feeling is some of the best books to date. Because obviously, just you're coming out with stuff, and other people are now that is good. But there's a lot of junk out there. Some of the best law that people overlook are some of the oldest, and when you read them, simplest. Uh, E.G., that's what I want to ask, because I'm leading to asking you a question, such as those by Emil Coué. Yes. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Mr. Day by Day in every way? I'm getting better and better. I mean, I think that's a fabulous affirmation, and uh, that is something that uh, I, I would tweak it just the tiniest bit, because um, my if, if it gives you any kind of cause for 
alarm inside of your body. Like, um, you know, one of the reasons why affirmations don't work um, is because they're not believable. When you look at yourself in the mirror and you and you say, "I am a millionaire," <laughs> and you then you realize, uh, "Don't have a million dollars in my bank account," you know that you're lying to yourself. And so, um, I always like to help people to tweak the affirmations so that they can be more believable. The more you can believe the affirmation um, and which basically means you have to you know the affirmation might be too strong you have to lighten it up you have to put some cushion in there some padding in there to make it more believable padding meaning like some extra words like I'm willing to I am um, I'm in the process of I love it when you know these these little paddings that help the affirmation to um, to be more believable so every day and every way I'm getting better and better I mean for most people that can be true but there might be if it doesn't make you feel good, then you have to take that affirmation. You have to do something to make it feel better for you. So every day in every way, I am allowing myself to, um, you know, enjoy feeling better and better. So you can always mm -hmm. find a way to is make that happen. in your book on how to do this? Yeah, yeah. There is. Excellent. That alone that section has got to be worth you as a, a therapist watching this going to Amazon right now and buying Practical Law of Attraction. Because let's face it, what is the key of what we do as hypnotherapist or whatever you call it is to take somebody's current message that they're playing themselves in the head unconsciously. Yep. Uh, sometimes consciously as well. And in between the annoying little voice, it can be multi-level sometimes. And we give them wipe that out and put something new in and if you can make that like a laser sharp missile which of positivity which is but in a way that's believable the more believable i i could not agree more with what you've just said and that is so refreshing that somebody who is involved in the winky wanky no offense intended area of things like law of attraction is explaining things in such a credible and honest and also pointing out the faults and how to deal with the manner and that's what excites me about the way you're putting stuff across yeah i mean when you don't believe something it just it just makes you feel bad and when you lied to whether it's from somebody else or yourself it just makes you feel bad and i think that's why a lot of people have such a strong feeling when it comes to uh, you know the the people that have the bad negative feelings about law of attraction is because they feel like they've been lied to they watched the movie the secret which is a 90 minute movie my book if you read my book cover to cover listen to my audio version of my book it takes six hours and my book Excellent. scratches the surface there's still so much more to law of attraction than that goes even beyond my book. But my book takes six hours to listen to cover to cover. And it still only scratches the surface. So to think that you understand how law of attraction works after watching the movie The Secret, um, and if you think that exactly how it's depicted is how it works, then that, yes, be mad. Because that, I would be mad too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's enough to wet your whistle to say, hmm, I wonder 
what else I need to know about that? What are, what's, you know, cause there's a lot of missing pieces to speed up that movie and make it exciting and make it like inspiring and motivating. Um, you know, and, and when you come from the history that I had the background and I saw that movie, like I was able to fill in all the blanks because, and so it was exciting and it was inspiring just to kind of, but there's a lot of blanks that if you've never been introduced to this concept before and you see that movie and you take it like verbatim that you're going to like make a wish and the next morning somebody's going to put a beautiful diamond necklace around your <laughs> neck, um, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be let down. There's a lot, lot more to it than that. Yeah, and, and one of the most important things is even if it is only altering the way you say things to yourself or think them or it does ultimately take some you need to take some form of action don't yes you? not just magic wand yeah yeah you absolutely if you're gonna magic. win the lottery you have to buy a lottery ticket <laughs> oh yeah exactly but there are some people in this marketplace this niche that sell it in a manner that oh we'll sell you the magic wand and it, it isn't that and i love the fact that you're honest enough to say you've actually got to do something yep. so for people watching step one is to buy the book yep. um, <laughs> i'm not on commission but i keep saying <laughs> you've got to do um okay excellent we, we've got like sort of seven eight minutes left so okay. um I'm going to ask you one final question, which is imagine uh, a view, some of the viewers will fall into this category, but imagine uh, uh, somebody completely new to hypnotherapy uh, has come to you. They've got a desire to learn hypnotherapy and become the best possible hypnotherapist they can become. What would your top three tips be to them? Okay, so this is somebody who um, they they want to become a hypnotherapist. Is that the yeah, question? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What would your top three? To, oh, they want to become. They've start. They've just started out, and they want to become the best therapist they can become and get successful. Really help the clients, but also make it into a business. What would your top three tips be? Well, my number one first tip would be to find a hypnotherapist that you admire and um, that can kind of be like a mentor to you that you can model and, you know, find out like, I, I mean, even maybe interview them and, and, you know, find out what it is that, you know, that they do and how did they get to be where they are and, and model that person, ask them, you know, um, what their what their day is like and and how why did they why did they get into that career so that would be number one is to find someone and and model them mm -hmm. um number two is i would um take a look at you know where where do you see yourself unique in this world um what you know what unique thing do you have to offer I think it's super important that you not you know so like even though you want to model I want to distinguish that not from copying mm -hmm. you want to model how that person you know got to where they are got the success that they got but now how are you going to take that model in step two and how are you going to be different unique what do you have to offer that is completely why why see you 
and um, and so can you know figure out who you want to be in the in this world. Um, and then number three is to get you know get yourself um, a uh, um, you know a, um, a pl- make yourself a plan. Um, that of action, um, either, you know, get all the training, you know, by getting all the training that you need to get and, um, you know, and, and, and create your vision, create your, where you see yourself 10 years from now. I've always felt like you need to like kind of have a vision of where you want to be in order to really even take the first step of where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we'll just take an action and, you know, and, and then, not really have like where it is that you really want to go with that. And I think having, seeing yourself, you know, on a long-term horizon, like five years, 10 years, seeing where, you know, then that helps you to overcome the the few little bumps in the road that you're going to face. Um, You're not going to be shaken out of your, out of your place um, of, of knowing exactly, you know, uh, maybe you know the, this step didn't work exactly the way that you were hoping that it would work, but there's always a way to get from A to B. It's just more. It's just important for you to understand what B is. Where do you actually see yourself? So just to summarize that again, it was um, you know find somebody who's doing what you want to do and model model them, model their success, figure out what makes them successful. Number two, figure out what it is that makes you unique. What are you going to offer? And number three, have a um, have a plan of, of a vision for success and a plan to to get there. Excellent, thank you. So viewers. Um... I'm going to ask Victoria in a minute to give you her websites and stuff, but I recommend you have a look at hiptalk.com, H-Y-P-T-A-L-K.com. The link will be below the video as well for you to click on. Uh, it might be worth your while. You may consider with what Victoria said earlier, getting a few of her audio recordings, even if it's not something you want to deal with yourself, just so you can hear how she's integrated law of attraction techniques into her script writing like she mentioned about earlier. You may feel that's beneficial to you. Obviously, get the book because, well, for the reasons we've talked about, so you, you can actually put that into action, just not just for yourself, but also with your clients. Because obviously, that's kind of the point of Hypnosis Week. And where else can they find you, Victoria? Oh, my goodness. Well, I have my signature website now, victoriamgallagher.com. So it's just my name, Victoria M, as in Marie, gallagher.com. And from that website, um, you know, that'll take you to um, all my courses, my personal growth club uh, courses, my, um, you know, my sessions, my events, Um, I'm doing a law of attraction intensive um, all over the world. (laughs) And, um, you know, and and other books that I've written that I'm um, also working on continuing to write more books. And uh, yeah, so Victoria M. Gallagher.com sort of like the um, the portal to it all. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you ever so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank and I hope you. To speak to you soon. Right. Oh yeah. Join us next week on Hypnosis Week. Thanks again, oh, yeah. Gloria Gallagher. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much.